brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Our CTAE students have the opportunity to earn credentials in various career pathways, like construction. Adam Simmons spoke with construction teacher DJ Herm about his industry certified program and what those credentials can mean to students entering the workforce. So today I'll be asking you some questions about industry certification. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go ahead and start with the first one here. Um, th this first question uh, is just some basic questions. Uh, for those who don't know you, what is your name and what do you teach here at Mary Persons? All right, I'm DJ Herman. I teach building construction. And uh, we actually teach a pathway uh, that includes carpentry, uh, masonry, electrical, and plumbing. Uh, what subjects do you usually prepare your students for? Like what kind of jobs and stuff? Um, well, typically, you know, our work is not exclusive to the construction industry. There might be people that come through a program like ours uh, that choose not to go into construction, although that is the design. We do encourage you know, folks to take this class because they have an interest in a career in construction. But there's a whole lot of employability stuff that we deal in, so that helps uh, students who are gonna come out, go to work in any number of places. But mostly we're talking about going to work in the residential or commercial construction industry. There's a, there's a great deal of math involved in construction. You have to know mm -hmm. certain measurements and some stuff. Sure. Uh, I assume that's the other type of Jobs. Yeah, um, I don't know if the math that we take would prepare you for certain mathematicians. Yeah, jobs. I mean, it, it's, you wouldn't become an accountant by taking the math that, that we offer. Although yeah. it uh, it wouldn't wouldn't hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, how much work goes into your class? Uh, well, as far as the the amount of work that we have to get done in order to meet all of our performance standards, which include classroom work. Uh, and then there's a great deal of uh, physical work as well. I mean, if we're building a, uh, a, say we're building a wood frame wall with studs and plates and windows and that sort of stuff, there's some physical work to it, but th that amount of physical work has never been something that any of our students were not able to do. Uh, I don't want to make it sound like it's easy. It's not easy. It's hard work and it's good hard work. And there's a great deal of safety procedures. Oh, well. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of live and die by the safety stuff. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so now I have some more questions about actual uh, industry certification. Mm -hmm. What kind of certifications does your class provide? Well, we have uh, now industry certification is one thing, and then we have something that are called known as credentials. And there's a lot of different credentials. Um, the industry certification is where representatives, representatives of the construction industry will come down here, view what we're doing. They look at paperwork. Uh, they look at budgeting. Uh, they look at um, curriculum. Um, lots of different things. Because they want to make sure that the money they're investing in a program like mine, that they are getting a product that they can hire. Frankly, it comes down to, would you be willing to hire students who came through Mary Persons Construction? The industry says, yes, we would. Therefore, the industry then 
certifies us. That's one thing. We don't really offer a certificate or a certification uh, to students, but we do offer what are known as credentials, which are kind of the same thing. Um, students last semester took um, an OSHA 10-hour course, which is the, the most basic uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration testing that you would have to do to become allowed to work on a commercial job site. Those OSHA 10-hour cards, someone who has gotten that credential is probably worth a dollar, maybe $2 an hour more to a potential employer. So we have those credentials. We have credentials that are designed around ladder safety, measuring, uh, accuracy and measuring, construction, math, a lot of different things like that. Okay. Uh, have you ever had a student who didn't pass the certification exam the first time? Uh, yes, we, we have what's called an end of pathway assessment. You know, when you think about EOC courses and uh, when classes that have an, are EOC courses, and they have to take a, um, a milestone test at the end of that maybe. Um, we have something called an end of pathway assessment. And the standard does allow that a student can take it, not meet the cut score, and then retake it. And I have had that happen before. Mm -hmm. uh, so did that student get a second chance? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they can, I believe they may be allowed to take it three times, but I'm not certain. I've never had that happen where they had to. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, last question here. What benefits does certification bring? Well, again, to the industry certification, uh, the benefit that I get out of it is that um, I'm able to tell, we can tell our administrators, uh, our school board, our school board then communicates to potential employers that programs like mine are industry certified. And so when we have that industry certification, it's just something we can brag on and we can say, um, here's the evidence that I'm doing what the industry wants me to do. Here's our certificate that says that the industry has reviewed this, audited what we do, and they approve of it. So for the student coming through an industry certified program, uh, the advantage to them or the value in that is if uh, Charles Vinson was to complete my pathway and go to work for Chris R. Sheridan Construction, they might would ask him, uh, have you been trained in any construction in high school? If he said, yes, I was. And they said, where were you trained? And he says, Mary Persons High School. Sheridan Construction knows that we are an industry certified program and Sheridan is familiar with what we do and they're familiar with that process and then they say, okay, there's no risk of us hiring uh, Charlie Benson because we know he came through an industry certified program. Mary Persons students performed extremely well in this year's literary competition. But what exactly is it? MPTV's Kayla Montgomery sat down with Choral Director Charles Hernandez to learn more about what he calls the winter sport of the performing arts. Alright, what is literary? Okay, literary is an event sponsored by GHSA, just like sports events, just like football, soccer, tennis, golf, where we compete against other schools in our region uh, in different elements that are literary, such as essay, um, extemporaneous speaking, like debate kind of topics, 
Um, we also have music elements. So we have poetry involved with music and singing. So music is also involved with solo and trio and quartet. And there's also drama events that are based on literary figures, literary works, poetry, monologues, and they are duo, a, a set of two students who deliver a duo, and then we have monologues that are dramatic and comedic. So there's all kinds of areas within literary that students can compete in. In essay alone, there are three topics, rhetorical essay, personal essay, and argumentative, and in extemporaneous speaking, which is kind of like debating on a topic, but you're debating with yourself. You're just bringing uh, the pros and the cons to a topic. And we have domestic, which is uh, things here in America, and international, which is global topics. So do we participate in all of those, or do we? We do. We have a full team with <laughs> alternates. Not only do we have our primary uh, students that go and compete, but we have alternates in most of our categories. Should someone become sick, they go in their spot and compete. We want to have a, a full uh, team at region to ensure that we earn points, just like sports. They earn points to win. Mm -hmm. We earn points in literary to win the competition. All of the winners, first place winners of any event, receives seven points for their win. Second place gets five points, third place gets three points, and then first place, fourth place gets one point. So at the end of the day, they add up all the points for all of the different events, and then they have a team winner for the whole event, as well as individual winners. So if a, a student wins an event, let's say, such as our soloist, which did win, we had seven uh, team winners this uh, region uh, who completed at state. They go on to state. So first place winners go to state competition. And then they compete with all the other winners of their regions. So we're AAA here. So all the other schools around the state have AAA winners. So they compete against each other for a total of eight competitors at the state level. But we have done very good this season and in the past seasons uh, How with long literary. How have been doing this? Um, we've been doing this probably as long as literary exists. It's, you know, 50 or 60 years ago. Oh, really? So yes, we just continue. We do it every year. Um, it is a winter sport. Um, so we have, uh, usually auditions or tryouts in the fall where we have our team set in place by January and then January, February, and March are all practices to okay. get ready for this event. Um, where does it take place? Or where does it take well, place? our region within our region, it's hosted at one of our region schools. So we have hosted it in the past. Um, but this year it was hosted at Upson Lee. So we went to um, Upson County and it was at a church there in town. But, you know, as I said, we had lots of winners from our region. Uh, we won region in Girl Solo, Sydney Stapleton. We won region in Boy Solo, William Little. 
We are region champions in duo dramatic event with Abby Etheridge and Christopher Slaughter. Abby Wilkes won region in dramatic interpretation. Sam Kelsey won region in humorous interpretation. Our trio of three girls won in vocal trio, Megan Bennett, Sydney Stapleton, and Abby Wilkes. And our quartet of four boys won a boys quartet, Luke McBride, William Little, Jackson Roller, and Raleigh Van Boris. Now all of our region winners went to competition in state and our state trio won state this year. We haven't won a trio event at state level in many, many years. I've been here 10 years. It's our first year winning trio. So I'm very proud of those three girls. Their talent really shines. Um, other events that did really well at state are William Little, who won third place in boys solo. Our duo won third place. Um, that's Abby and Christopher Slaughter, Abby Etheridge. And of course, our other uh, competitors did very well in their events too. So have we won a lot like throughout the past year? Yes. Years? So uh, this year we got second place in region at overall, the whole school, even though we had seven events win their categories, win all the seven points for their categories. There were some other schools that do really well and do lots of second places and can still add up the points, add up at the end of the day. And, and we just lied uh, in second this year. But we typically win region. We've been very blessed to win region about four or five years in the past consecutively. Okay. Well, that's really good. So we, we did bring home the second place trophy. So that was that. nice to bring that's that home. That's just as great. Okay. Um, so that you said they won region, right? So they'll be mm -hmm. going to state. What yeah, is... we did have state. It was already on the 19th of March. Oh, okay. So it just happened about two weeks ago, and uh, our trio won state. So we do have some state champions here at Mary Persons, which we we're very, very proud of. Okay, well, that's really that's good. So the trio was the three girls? Yes, the three girls, at, um, Abby Wilkes, Megan Bennett, and Sydney Stapleton. Yeah, they're all, they are all really talented. Yes, girls. and they have um, some shirts they wear. They say state champions, and of course they have blue ribbon state champion medals. So we're very proud of those girls. And, you know, this is an annual event, so, you know, we'll be getting ready here in the fall to have tryouts again and, and have another great team for the uh, 23 season. Yes, we're excited. Um, but we have lots of, you know, events that do really great at Mary Persons. You know, our cheerleaders, they're state champions in mm -hmm. cheer. So right. I've seen many shirts already around our school mm -hmm. with state champions with those girls. Those big old rings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, our literary does really, really well. Um, this is just another opportunity for students to show really how smart they are. Um, with literary, it's, it's really cognitive. It's either a lot of memory work. It's the ability to speak well and eloquently in front of people. And it's a really great opportunity for our writers who uh, can express themselves in words. Yeah, I, I like that because if you're not too athletic, this exactly. is a different kind of It's sport another sport. It's exactly in. just right. And that's awesome. It's another sport. It's just um, not per se physical. Some schools don't participate in it. Um, we just do here. We have a long tradition of participating, but some schools just choose to opt out. 
It is a lot of extra work on the part of coaches. We have extra rehearsals all of uh, January, February, and it's a lot of after school things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you like win. Many right, and times. then you have to go on. Yeah. Right, if you win region, you keep going for three more weeks and three <laughs> more weeks of practice. And so it, it just continues. It's a lot on behalf of those students who are willing to commit and oh, represent our school. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But we're re- really excited and thank you for uh, letting me uh, express to you what literary is. Mary Person's students have lots of clubs and activities they can join. One of those options is Key Club. Let's talk to advisor Mark Smith to learn more about the Key Club and why it looks good on college applications. I'm Allie Smith and I'm recording Mark H. Smith about Key Club. What is Key Club? Key Club is basically the high school equivalent of Kiwanis. Kiwanis is a community organization that focuses on community involvement and especially helping out younger children and stuff like that. And so we are the, the high school arm of that. Um, we do a lot of very community uh, community focused and so we have to do um, volunteer hours, raise money for different organizations, things like that. And it looks uh, very, very good on a college application. Okay. How can people join Key Club? Well, you have to wait till your sophomore year because we don't, um, it's basically 10th, 11th, and 12th. So no, no freshman can join. You, we are also limited to 15 slots per grade. It's only 15 juniors, 15 seniors, and sophomores. Um, at the beginning of the year, you, uh, there'll be an announcement um, about anybody interested. You know, they'll have a mandatory meeting just so people will know what it is, kind of what's required of them. And if they still want to join, then they just they'll leave me their names and. You have to have a minimum of an 85 weighted GPA. And so we run that, we run, make sure you're disciplined, if there are any issues there. And if not, um, then we add you to the list. The only issue is if there are more than 15 with the draw names out of a hat. But basically, we the first couple of weeks in August, or uh, that's when you can join up. That's cool, okay, so. What are some of the events that students can participate in? Oh, so in the fall semester, we raise money for UNICEF uh, International, helping with neonatal tetanus. We do a trick or canning, where we do a canned food on Halloween, go out to different communities. We, um, we do a Christmas stocking, where we team up with the Salvation Army and that's very cool because that one's real local and is homeless kids will get this stocking as their Christmas present and so we do that uh, each semester there's also a chicken queue that we help the big organization we help Kiwanis with distributing the food um, we also usually help out with soccer there's all in t-ball in the spring Kiwanis has a t-ball team they, they coach and so we are out there and we help them with that. We raise money for Miracle Network, we do trash pickups. I mean, there's there's a, a lot of different things where you can get plugged in and help out the community. Are there any rewards students get from being a key club? When you graduate, you'll have a medallion, which 
I think it's really cool. Now I'm biased, but I think it is really cool because everybody else is a stole or it is a, you know, a cord. This is actually a medallion, a little piece of metal that you know goes around your neck, and so it really stands out different than everybody else. Because instead of being around your shoulders coming down, it's like right there in the middle of your chest. And so I think that one's a really cool thing. So you, you graduate, you get a medallion. Um, there are scholarships that you can apply for. And like I said earlier, it looks very, very good on a college application because colleges know the academic requirements to stay in it, to the behavioral stuff, and also that you're active in your community. Um, and so, and you know, a lot of times you get shout outs and a bulldog beat, different things, but that's, those are the kind of the rewards or um, perks of being in it. And the last one is, is there any sacrifices that students have to make to be in Cube Club? Well, we have meetings every Tuesday morning, so I guess one, one sacrifice would be waking up a little bit earlier. Um, Tuesday morning about 7.40, so it's not a lot earlier. We have a meeting so we can figure out who's going to Kiwanis that, uh, that day to go eat lunch with the club. Um, and just other sacrifices would be your time because you do have to meet um, volunteer hours requirements so you do have to go and help out with t-ball games do trash pickups but the really cool thing is and I was in key club when I was in high school and it, you're not out there just by yourself so you're usually you go to events and there are, there are people in the club going with you so while you're out there helping you're you're hanging out with your friends as well so you're it's just a cool way to hang out with your friends and help the community. Monroe County Schools had several submissions to this year's Georgia Student Media Festival. For more on the state competition and how the judging works, let's check in with media specialist Nikki Renfro. My name is Mariah Germany and today I'm going to be interviewing Nikki Renfro about the media festival and it's moving on to the state. Let's get straight into the interview. Okay, so does judging differ depending on grade level and like rules and strictness categories whenever the judges are grading each entry? Um, that is a great question. In fact, all grade levels are judged based on the same criteria um, with the same rubric. And so I would I would think that overall the, the scoring is pretty consistent. Um, over the grade levels, I will say that judging is pretty generous. You know, we're just really excited that our students participate in this opportunity and we want them to be successful. So we typically um, favor in the student side when it comes to giving them their scores. So regarding the projects that were submitted this time around, what types of like content were you guys able to see this time? Was it like, was there a certain category that like prevailed, like live action or animation? Um, I would say yes, for sure. Live action seemed to be a heavy hitter this time. I would say probably at least 70% of our projects were live action. We did see a variety though. We saw several podcasts and um, some game creations, which, which is kind of an up and coming category we had a lot of interactive steals so that kind of encompassed more of like our ebooks and slideshow presentations but definitely live action was 
the most um, popular category. Okay, then, so going back to the criteria then, what were like some of the things that you guys were really looking for when judging? Was it like originality or? Definitely originality. The creativity component is a big, a big area for um, gathering points. We look also just at the technical quality of the piece. How well did the student's audio um, come through? Were the transitions pretty fluid? We looked at just overall effectiveness. Like was the purpose clear? Was there a nice closing to the piece. Um, so definitely the the technical components, but then also just the effectiveness of their project. Okay. So whenever the videos move on and go to state, what happens to them after that point? So all of our Monroe County District winners have now, um, those projects have been shared with the state and there's a committee of judges across the state that looks at those. So once that judging has been complete, which will take place towards the end of April, I believe it's the 25th and 26th of April, we will be notified of those winners and then um, they'll just get special recognition at their schools for that. So typically that includes a certificate of some sort. And then in the past, I believe students were invited to one of the board meetings in the fall to also be recognized. So that's that's something too that's that they can look forward to. Okay, and then finally, for the upcoming year, what is some advice for any students that really want to get into this and they just don't know where to start? Is there any like advice that you can give them? Hmm. I would just say um, pick some kind of digital creation um, tool or platform that you're already comfortable with or either, even one you'd like to try out and just go for it. You know, um, it's meant to be fun the festival's meant to be fun and um i guess just enjoy it you know um at our school we try to provide exemplar projects and and really spotlight the students work that was turned in so hopefully by seeing the work that was submitted this year and to see that it's fun and um engaging on different levels that more students will participate but I would just say go for it that would be my advice just go for it and have fun with it yeah. just this week tennis season wrapped up for Mary Persons let's check in with coach Bernard for more on the season hi I'm Molly Rivers with the MP stream team and today I'm speaking with coach Trey Bernard about the season updates so how long have you been coaching it for Mary Persons? I've been coaching here seven years. I've been at Mary Persons eight years, but I didn't start coaching tennis until my second year here. What made you want to become a tennis coach? I actually didn't play any sports in high school. I was more of a quiz bowl guy and a math team guy and things like that. But after I got done with college, I was looking for something else to do. And I started walking and my friend and I, uh, Mr. Williams, who's on the freshman campus, we picked up tennis and we really enjoyed it. And I wanted to learn more about it. And why not learn things from coaching? I learn more than those kids do every mm -hmm. day. There's just as much as they do. Um, so how has the season been going so far? Season's been interesting. The boys have secured the number two seed in the state playoffs. They went to John Drew Tennis Center yesterday and they defeated Sumter County to get a chance for a region championship and they came up a little short against Upson Lee. Uh, the girls have secured the four seed in the state playoffs. They were the three seed going in, but they ended up losing to Chris County and then they lost to Americas as well, or Sumter County as well, in a really tough heartbreaker. 
So what does a normal practice look like for the team? Well, we get, you know, they usually get out there a little bit early and they'll warm up. They'll do whatever they want to do. They'll hit the ball around a little bit. We start out with some laps around the tennis courts just to kind of get the cardio going. We'll stretch it out and then we'll either drill. We'll do cross court, forehands, backhands, things like that. And work on volleys and different shots that we notice, Coach Grossman and I notice are actually needing some work. And then they'll go out and play each other. And at the beginning of the season, they start out challenging each other to figure out where they're going to play. And as we, we actually gather information and we try to figure out what the best lineup is for the team. And then at the end, we give out announcements or whatever we need to do and we break it down. They, they get a good cheer in for Mary Persons. So do the boys ever play against the girls? They have. And we have done where one singles boys has played one singles girls. Becky really enjoys playing Freelog, <laughs> Patel. Uh, uh, we've done that before as well, yeah. And that's called mixed doubles. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do mixed up matches. And that's not usually what we do in competition, but mm-hmm. that's something that we do for fun. Um, are y'all going to lose a bunch of seniors this year? We have several. Uh, Austin Starr, we have Becky Kennery, we have Holton Bell, we have, let's see, I'll put on the spot here and I, I forget people, <laughs> Lauren Harper, uh, we also have Griffin Morris as well. So yes, we're going to lose five seniors. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be tough because we, you know, a lot of our people are juniors or seniors this year. So we're going to have to do a lot of recruiting and figure out what we're going to do to rebuild the process. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the season's record so far? It's record, the boys are seven and six. And like I said, they secured the region uh, number two seed. And they were five and two in the region before the region tournament. Mm-hmm. The girls are six and eight. They were also five and two in the region during the preliminary. Unfortunately, both the boys and the girls fell to Morgan County in the first round of the state playoffs, but the students had a good run and should be very proud of their accomplishments. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.